Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Scott Seven Podcast. I know it's been a while since I've had a podcast. I was trying to do um, both a live video feed and the podcast, and trying to do it both on me on my uh, Facebook page, the official Scott Seven Podcast. And as I was doing that, it just seemed like it was a bit too much. Like it just seemed like trying to do that, and then after that, strip the. What would make it easier is if I could do my normal show where I have my musical intro, speak a little bit, musical outro. But when you're streaming online, whether it's through Facebook, whether it's through YouTube, even through um, Twitch, all these places, anytime when you use music, they're automatically going to shut you down because of licensing issues. And when you do that, that kind of, um, even though it's not like I'm stealing music, I usually try to, um, mainly I'm doing it for recognition just to kind of make the show a little bit more, um, to lead into the show and kind of set the tone for the topic I'm going to be discussing about. Uh, but it just seems like that's a hassle. So it's more of, I film this thing online. And then I go back, and then I have to take the audio, edit it, add the music, and it just ends up becoming too work, especially in the summer when I was on vacation, and I was traveling. I'm actually traveling right now. Um, unfortunately, the uh, performing arts camp I usually do every year got canceled. We only had four kids sign up, and a lot of that's due to um, to the camp closing and shutting down and the camp not having any vision. But that's that's a discussion for another time, as I'm still bitter about that whole process the last year when they decided they were going to close the camp and and kind of didn't and kind of did it dirty so um yeah but anyway um today i want to talk about awareness and awareness is one of those things that uh i think we take for granted now when i'm talking about awareness i'm basically thinking about being aware of things like opening up your eyes looking at your surroundings and kind of understanding what's going on. Um, and awareness doesn't is not a physical thing, but I believe it's a psychological thing. It's a spiritual thing to always uh, be aware. And I started to think about this topic of awareness when I was on vacation. My family and I uh, went to Pennsylvania, and we were in Hershey for a few days, and then we were in Lancaster. And while we were in Lancaster, we were staying at the... Um, Eden Resort and Suites out there in Lancaster, and um, they have a splash pad, and then they also have an outdoor heated pool, which is very nice. So my son wanted to go swimming, my daughter was sleeping, so uh, my wife Laura was up in the rooms uh, hanging out with our daughter while she slept, and me and my son, we went down and we began to swim. So we were swimming in the pool and we were having a good time. I was working on techniques with his swimming ability because we've been... Uh, giving him swim lessons for about three years and just trying to get him moving and going. So then he said he wanted to play in the splash pad. I said, okay. So I kind of moved my way to the shallow end of the pool and I kind of sat on the side and I was sitting. So my feet were in the water, but I had a good view of the splash pad. And really there's only one way out of the pool. So I know that he wasn't going to, if, if any funny business would happen, which I didn't think so, uh, I would I would see it if something was going to happen. So my son's out there playing with some kids in the splash pad. 
And while I'm watching him, there was a mother who was on the phone who was talking to her husband. And there's a daughter who was like whining and fussing. And as she's like, and she's kind of looking at the pool because her other daughter, her youngest daughter, has these uh, like water muscles or water wings on. And um, she's kind of in the shallow end. So she's playing by the steps. It's like, okay, you know. But then she had to keep turning her attention to her older daughter who was whining and fussing. And she's talking to her husband saying, you need to come down. You need to get your daughter because she's fussing and, and everything else. Well, Renchi turned away uh, from her daughter that was in the pool to focus on her daughter. Her youngest daughter started to move a little bit towards the deeper end of the pool and I guess I don't know if her water muscles weren't inflated well, but uh, she started to she started to go under. And luckily, because I'm focusing on my son, but she was right in my vision of sight that I immediately jumped in the water, grabbed her, picked her up, and by the time I pulled her up out of the water, her mother was already, her pants were wet. She was already in the shallow end of the pool by the steps. And I picked up her daughter and I handed it to her mother. And um, at that point, the mother was just thanking me profusely. Just like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was talking to my husband, my daughter. I mean, and I knew because I was, I was aware of everything that was happening. Um, and, you know, still kind of looked over at the splash pad. And then I saw my son and he was making his way. My son had no clue any of this happen. But what's fascinating about that is we live in a world where there's so many things that take away our awareness. Um, you know, we may be aware of what's happening with our friends in a digital world and a social media world uh, where we consume social media on almost a daily basis. And, you know, you always hear those stories or you see those videos of people drowning in pools and you just see people who are sitting around on their phones, texting, watching a video, watching a movie, listening to an audiobook, uh, you know, whatever, and not even notice that there was someone who needed help. In the same way, we have... Um, you know, with Mental Health Awareness Month, where we talk about, you know, looking at the signs, especially suicide prevention, it's always like you need to know the signs, you know, know what's happening. And there's some big signs. And sometimes you could be so involved in your own stuff and all aware of what's being posted there that you're not looking at the undercurrent. And I think, especially in on a psychological sense, there's always the undercurrent. I mean, and I mean, I know it's been almost, oh geez, it's been almost, I think a year or two um, since Robin Williams passed away. And he was a fine example of someone who was depressed, someone who took his own life, but a lot of people didn't know it because he was always someone who made people laugh, who was always smiling, who seemed like he was having a good time, who had basically the world in his hands and was absolutely miserable and no one saw the signs no one was aware of the signs and uh recently i've noticed that even in a spiritual community in a spiritual sense that there has to be a spiritual awareness 
that we really need to focus on. And um, one of the things, one of the one of the interesting passages in John's Gospel is John chapter four, uh, where Jesus is um, traveling, and he travels through Samaria. And as the disciples go into town to get supplies, uh, Jesus is standing by the well, and this woman, the Samaritan woman, comes out to a well, and she's getting water, and here Jesus, as a Jewish man, as a rabbi, asks this woman to come and, um, to come and, uh, Basically, give him something to drink. And she's like, well, do you know who you're asking to give you something to drink? Like, totally blown away. Like, why is this man asking something? Uh, Because that's something that, A, you don't have a Jew and a Samaritan mix. B, especially a Jewish man and a Samaritan woman. There's there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, um, social um, issues here. And Jesus is kind of breaking all these barriers. But I love that as Jesus is talking to this woman, there's this part in John 4, 19, where as Jesus is continue, as she's engaging in Jesus and Jesus is engaging with her, she makes a statement, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. And I want to focus on that because as this woman, she sees that this is a guy who is a rabbi who is a Jewish man, who's asking for a drink of water. But as the conversation continues to develop, as it continues um, to grow fruit in a way, she begins to perceive that, that, okay, this guy's a prophet. And then, of course, we get to the thing where he starts asking her about her husband, and she goes, sir, I don't have a husband. He goes, well, you're right that you say you don't have a husband. Because you've been married five times and the man that you're living with is not your husband. And now she's like, okay, who is this guy? Who is this guy who knows me? Who is aware of my situation? Who is aware of the things that I have done? And yet it is through this thing where she begins to start asking questions about the Messiah. And that's when Jesus then reveals himself and says, I am he. Now, to go back, when we look at the progression of this conversation, as the woman is engaging in Jesus, she slowly starts to become aware of who Jesus is. She slowly becomes aware of what's happening. She slowly becomes aware of understanding that this is not an ordinary teacher of the law. This is no ordinary rabbi, but this is someone who has authority. This is someone who has power. This is someone who, who maybe he's a prophet. So she brings up the thing about a prophet, him being a prophet. And as they continue to go, it is finally revealed that he is the Messiah. The one that the prophets have chosen, the one where, you know, there's no longer worship in the temple or worship in Jerusalem, but the true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. And I think that's kind of the big thing about awareness is that when we look at this concept of awareness, um, 
Jesus is always trying to bring people to himself. Making sure that people are aware of who he is. And especially when we look at the book of Acts, that responsibility was just on ordinary people to make sure that people were aware of Jesus. And how are people aware of Jesus? But people are aware of Jesus by the fruits that we bear. Because as we are becoming more aware of who Christ is, what Christ is doing in our lives, what Christ is doing in our world, what Christ is doing in our circumstances, then that's when we begin to see um, Jesus and his spirit moving in us and through us. And when we are doing the things that Christ is commanding us to do, when we are being Christ-like through our words, through our deeds, and through our actions, we then get to that point where people then begin to perceive the true Jesus. Uh, recently, I've been listening to a couple of podcasts, and um, there's, a, there's a podcast called Cultish, and they've been, um, and one of the things that they talked about was uh, defecting from Bethel. And it was a very interesting interview about just kind of the um, teachings from Bethel um, School of Supernatural and a lot of these um, things. And one of the, the lady who was talking, she kind of mentioned something about how a friend was rebuking her. So finally she says, hey, would you like to see a movie? She's like, yeah, sure, I'll see a movie. And they end up watching this movie called American Gospel. I have not seen this film, but I keep hearing um, good things about this. And even Cultish uh, did a thing about defecting from, uh, oh, um, Jehovah Witness. Uh, and anytime when someone's defecting because they start noticing that there's a false um gospel, a false religion of being taught and being practiced, they always refer to this film. And it's interesting because even just watching the trailer, I'm like, this is a film that looks interesting for me to watch. Uh, and I'm kind of curious. So um, I may even just rent it and invite some people over and say, hey, you know, I want to watch this movie, come join me and go from there. But the one thing... Um, was that she started to actually read the Bible and started to understand what the true gospel is. And it's very interesting because I notice more and more in our culture today, um, we build our faith development is based on what others are teaching. And I think it's important, and there's nothing wrong with you know, reading a book by Francis Chan or hey, even listening to this podcast and going, oh, you know, I'm listening to this Scott Simon podcast and he's talking about awareness and he's using scripture and it, it sounds good. So I'm just going to kind of take it at face value with the understanding that I'm someone who is reading the word and I'm interpreting the word correctly. Um. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who will take things at face value, not even check in the word, and end up kind of being led down this rabbit hole of false gospel and false doctrine. And it's very important that if we really want to be aware of what 
is happening in our world, what's happening in our lives, and especially in a spiritual sense, which is kind of my a big uh, meat that I'm uh, presenting here, you know, we always have to always be in uh, the Word. And even if we look at first um, the letters of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, you know, John is basically reminding people about who Jesus is, reminding him about his teachings, because you have the Gnostics who are preaching about Jesus, but they're basically saying that Jesus wasn't flesh, that Jesus was just spirit, who had the illusion of flesh. And when you read about this, it gives the gospel, um, you know, the epistles of uh, the first, second, and third epistles of John a little bit more insight because he's trying to prevent Christians from going down this path of being taught a false gospel. gospel. And that's the same thing we've seen in this um, cultish um, interview, which you can find on YouTube. Just put uh, Defecting from Bethel, do a search, you'll find it. And there's two parts, but very interesting. Um, but it's stuff like that where you go, wow, you know, this is some powerful stuff. And there's a lot of times where even me as a minister, I will sit and I'll hear people talk about stuff. And sometimes they'll say stuff. I'm going, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What does the word say? Because, yeah, what you're saying sounds Christian-y, sounds very spiritually sound. But when you put that in light of God's word, uh, there's an issue. There's an issue. And I, I want to kind of close with this because this was, um, I, I've been talking to a buddy in town. We've, we've built a relationship through the, um, through the Theology on Tap program. And there's one, there's something that, um, there's something that is very um, interesting and he was talking about how he went to a church. Uh, he went to a church, and and I and he basically the pastor was reading a verse, and I believe, and I'm sure when my buddy listens to it, he'll correct me. Um, but I believe it was First Peter three twelve, where it says, um, "For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer." But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And while he was at this church, the pastor's preaching, and he was preaching from 1 Peter 3, but he was only preaching the first part about the righteous. And kind of talked about, you know, for those, of, you know, basically, if you have Jesus, you are made in his righteousness and he listens to your prayers, and he's going to answer your prayers, and do all this, and, and you're good, because the righteousness of Christ is on you. So he's basically taking other scriptures to put this point about, if you're with Jesus, his righteousness is upon you, and no matter what you do, Jesus is with you, and he's always going to listen to his prayers, and he's always going to do whatever you ask. Okay? Great. But then he forgets the second part. He doesn't preach the second part about, well... But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And what was issued, what the problem is, is A, you're taking a verse and you're only preaching a part and not the whole. The second issue is that when I think about going back to the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman, 
there is this dichotomy that this woman is encountering Jesus. He finally reveals who he is. She goes back into the town and basically tells people, this is somebody who knows everything I've ever done. Everyone comes out and Jesus is able to minister and people are listening to Jesus and they're turning away from their sins. They're turning away from their wickedness. They're turning away from everything. Where in this sense, it's like, it doesn't matter what you do. God loves you. He's going to be with you. The end. There's not the repentance. There's not the go and sin no more aspect of it. Which is very dangerous. And this is why I go back to being awareness. Because if we are in the word. And we're hanging out with people who. And that was the one thing about the interesting thing about the defecting from Bethel. Is she's reading the word of God. And there are friends who are saying, oh, you're, you're going to get in trouble. You're gonna, you're gonna, you might be kicked out of school because, because you're, you're, preaching against, you're preaching against the uh, rules and the teachings of this church. And it's like, and, she, and her response is back is, I'm just reading the word of God. I'm reading the word of God. So it doesn't matter that I'm going against the teachings of this church or this school or whatever the case may be, I'm reading the gospel. I'm reading the word of God. And I'm just, and I'm not interpreting it. I'm just reading it, what it says word for word. And you're saying that I'm now going to get kicked out. I'm going to be punished because of reading the word of God in a Christian setting, by the way. So friends, be aware and the way we can be aware is basically get in the Word, understand the Word, and if you have any questions, feel free to talk to people, whether people inside your community or good people who may be outside of your church community or outside your Christian community to really understand um, what's going on and if you know the Word is actually truly being presented or if it's a false teaching. So, again, uh, that's kind of um, my two cents. Again, sorry it's been so long for a podcast. Again, the summers are very busy. And even um, even I don't know when I'll get back on to do another podcast because by the time I get home, I'll be in a parade for the 4th of July parade to promote a vacation Bible school. I'll be at summer camps uh, following week. And then we'll have a vacation Bible school. And then we have camp meeting, and then I'm going to be going dark for a couple days, just disconnected from technology. I'm going to go out into the mountains, go out into the woods, and just meditate, and just uh, have this connection, uh, kind of have this um, reconnection with God that I have uh, desperately uh, need in my life. So that's kind of where I am. So hopefully um, this podcast encourages you. Hopefully this message, maybe you're in a situation where, you're kind of questioning some of the teachings in your, um, in your religious circles. And if that's the case, you know, again, test everything. That's the one thing that the Apostle uh, Paul um, tells us, you know, to test the spirits, to test everything. Hold on to what's good. Reject any kind of evil. And we know what's good because what's good is in the Word of God. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
mind.